And welcome back to the Utah Jazz Tuned In Podcast. I'm Andrew here with Braden. Um, we are super excited. Um, this is our sixth episode. Uh, does it feel like we've had six episodes to you? Ooh, I don't know. It doesn't, but what a time to be alive. That is true. Oh, this yeah. has been so fun. Um, if you haven't listened to our other episodes yet, go ahead and go look at them. Um, we did some predictions before the season, an hour into week two, or I guess week one, kind of, of the NBA season. The first yes. one is really short. Um, but yeah, we're going to break it, break down to some of those games, and we're excited to talk jazz. So um, Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Instagram, too. We always post uh, fun questions and, and uh, keep you updated on the latest jazz news. So join us there as well. Yeah, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to get featured on an episode, comment on our Instagram. Yes. See that. Yes, we would love to to discuss something that that you have in mind or or uh, highlight one of your comments would be awesome. But uh, well, let's talk about our predictions. Yeah. From last time, for those of you listeners that have listened before, we we've been predicting every single game so far this season. Uh, so far, Braden's definitely in the lead. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that. How did you? Managed to predict all four games. Dude, I mean, I don't know, Andrew, are you tanking for next season? or uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know if I've ever gone 4-0 in anything in my life, so this is definitely my peak. But, um, yeah, some really good games. I won't, like, dive into each of them, but uh, I didn't, even though I predicted them right, I didn't predict that any of those games would go the way that they did, so... Just interesting. Yeah, I mean, I predicted. I think I only got one right, so yeah. I'll take that victory. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Take it. Take the wins we can get. Yeah. But yeah, let's go talk about the games. So first, the Suns. Um, that was last Saturday. When we had this last episode. So. Yes, rough game. Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, I, I don't know if I was able to watch the full game of this. It's kind of. Um, Mostly just the first half that I was like really tuned in, um, but I don't know what kind of were your thoughts for like this thing? Well, I think the thing that worried me the most is probably the fact that this was not a full strength Suns team. Pretty much just Kevin Durant was the only guy they had going. I mean, uh, just yeah, just a rough game. I Eric Gordon was looking good. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson with only seven points was not great. Three for ten. It's my player of the week from last week, maybe. Yeah, he's had yeah. he's had Kevin a rough week. Yeah, yeah. Rough for Jordan. Um, I was really impressed by Keontae George though. Um, twelve, yeah. twelve, six, and five is not bad. I just like it's exciting to see him like just keep growing, and uh, you know, is that his career high so far? I think 12 points is his career. I think that's his career. So I don't know. I mean, of course, I think he's going to destroy that at some point this season. Yeah. For now, that's his career. Yeah. When you see him drop a 50 bomb this season, I think Donovan Mitchell's done. That would be good. I'll be happy with the point. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, kind of just not a lot. Well, Um, the Suns, they shot all really well throughout the game. Um, we just couldn't really get off to and start. We can't really play that kind of defense. And they're just scoring this yeah. throughout the entire game. So Walker Kessler 
possibly hitting that sophomore slump so far. Not not coming out super hot. Not playing terribly, but this first three or four games were really not great for Walker Kessler. But he, we'll talk about. I think he had kind of uh, some back in some of the other games. Yeah, he did have some good games. Yeah, he did. Well, the Suns was a tough loss, but but uh, we came back and at least competed against the Nuggets. I like to think. We were in that yes. game for a while. So this, I'll talk about this game. This is one of the games where I felt like I was really locked in this week. What I really liked in this game, of course we lost, um, but it was on the road to the Nuggets, who a lot of people are considering, like you said it last week, the best team in the league. One of, um, without a doubt. And so we, we played really well against them. We had a chance to win at the end. We didn't quite quite do that, but we were competitive with them, kind of stuck around a lot of the game. Um, this is where I would say this was Walker Kessler's kind of resurgence game. Against a good matchup, too. Yeah, 22 points. Yes. Had a couple blocks, 13 rebounds. Yeah, that's a, that is a very good game. Yeah, and I, I think Walker Kessler's the kind of player on offense where he needs his guards to beat him the ball. He needs something to so THT had some really good passes to him and some others. So they're able to get him some easy dunks. And he got a couple blocks and a lot of rebounds. So it seemed like definitely Walker Kessler's kind of resurgence game, even though we lost. Yeah. I I still stick to that. I think the Nuggets are the best team in basketball. There's a lot of good teams this year. And I just think that for us to even be in this game was, was probably a moral victory as much as we hate to take those. Right. Which I think is okay. Yeah. And Lori Markinen, I just like 27, 14, and 5 is just, he is awake. He's ready to go. Uh, Probably the only guy on a roster. I have been impressed with John Collins. I think 15 and 9, especially on a new team, new system. That's kind of what we expect from him, I think. Maybe really well. Yeah, maybe a little bit more scoring, but early in the season he's been very consistent. And uh, so those two guys, I think you can take a lot to be excited about them this game. And I've also been impressed with Kelly Olynyk in a lot of these games. As Walker Kessler's kind of been slumping a little bit. Kelly Olynyk's been hitting big shots for us. Yeah, it's got some. If you watch jazz highlights, there's going to be at least one Kelly Olynyk every single game where it's just wow. Um, And he's, I think he's averaging like three or four assists per game. Yeah. So he's passing the ball as well, which is amazing. He's been really good there. I don't know if I want to trade him anymore. No. I have to just keep him on the roster. Yeah, the the rotations we get in with him are interesting. Like having him play the five, kind of a little bit small ball. And like playing four guards around him is it yeah. seems to work so far. I mean I or I mean we've been losing, but I think it's been working when the lineup's been on the floor. And he's just a passionate guy. You got you love to see it when he's on the floor. He's talking to his teammates, he's talking to the refs, you know. Sometimes that's annoying, but Yeah, like, I mean we love him for it. You know, the Nuggets have had a lot of success with their center as their playmaker sometimes. Yep. yep. The Rockets with Sengun, he's mm-hmm. kind of like their best player I've seen as well. Yeah. Um I'm Maybe our bench unit with Kelly Olynyk, he can kind of be the playmaker and kind of the hub on that bench. Yeah. Did you see uh, Pat Maxby talking about Kelly Olynyk? <laughs> no, I did not. So but he was at the game. Yeah, he was at the game, and he was talking about uh, Pat Maxby mentioned that he'd been drinking, 
And then he told Kelly Owen that if he hit a three, he'd donate 10000 to his favorite charity. <laughs> and then on the next two plays, Kelly Owen hit back-to-back threes and uh, 20K to his favorite charity. I don't know what that favorite charity would be. Shout but, out to Pat McAfee. That's yeah, a podcast dude. legend. Right what there. a man, yeah, absolutely. That was kind of funny. That's awesome. Good for uh, Kelly. Really fun, uh, while we're just talking about Kelly Owen, I can throw lots of love to him. Uh, did you see Walker Kessler's Halloween costume? I didn't. What did he dress up? <laughs> so he dressed up as Kelly O'Neill. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. So he had the long hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had like a there you go. Go. <laughs> uh, some style of Kelly has. He's pretty awesome. I, I love that. Oh man. Okay. I don't mean to bring up Wimby every episode. We're probably gonna check that again later. But did you see his costume? Yeah. Slenderman, dude. There's nobody better to play Slenderman than. Then Victor Wembanyama, just he'd be a really scary in <laughs> movie. Yeah, if you saw him pulling up, you'd uh, yeah, you'd be very scared. I'd be scared. I'm scared when he plays other teams. I'm, I'm not looking forward to him playing the Jazz. He's so good. Well, all right. Any other thoughts from like the Nuggets game? We talked about moral victory, kind of Kessler's. I also just another side note. I feel like the refs kind of disappointed in this game. Yeah. Um, some homework calls that at the beginning it was very physical and marketing was kind of getting like really played physically in the game. Just like they weren't calling anything towards the beginning of the game. So I'm not not to complain about the rap strike because that's just part of the game. I don't think that the calls throughout this game. Yeah, that's tough. I think yeah, I'm not really wanting to complain about refs either because I I always think like you know if you play bad enough that you kind of subject yourself to that. However, for the Jazz, who are a rebuilding team playing the defending champs, like officiating really does make a difference in those mm-hmm. type of games. And so yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but I'm I thought we fought hard in that game. I was really impressed with that. There was also like one of the plays at the very end of the game where Laurie Monkey took a charge mm. and it's not called as a charge as a yeah. Terrible show. So that was a really big play. We could have won the game if they um, changed that call. Yes. Yeah. Thus it is. Um, but it was a good moral victory. Yes. We rode that momentum, though, into the. Well, I don't know if we really did. Grizzlies haven't won a game yet, but uh, we beat the Grizzlies 133-109. What impressed you about this game other than the absolute beatdown of the Grizzlies? <laughs> well, when I'm watching Jazz. Um, my favorite type of jazz game to watch is a game that's a complete blowout. The entire game yeah. pushed up by 20. And so that was this game. I enjoyed watching this game so much. Um, just being able to see all of our players play well, you know, the bench, the starters, everybody was hitting shots. Mm. This was our like resurgence from like three point land. We see we shot 22 for 43, which is amazing. That's 50%. Yeah, it's, not bad. it's the best three point shooting we've had all season. Um, we scored 80 points in the first half, yeah. which is like the second most ever by the Utah Jazz. Yeah, so I don't know. I've just been railing off good things. What are what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think to this point, I have been least impressed with our offense. I yeah. mean, up to this game, and I've been really worried about how we're going to get buckets other than Laurie Markinen. But this game, we really showed up. I mean. I was most impressed actually by Colin Sexton this game, which I which is not yeah. probably something that I'm going to say most of the games this season. But, uh, Colin Sexton plus 22 on the floor, shot eight for 10, which is crazy for him. That's like he's usually jacking up a lot of crazy shots. 23 points, 
I don't. I think he might be. If we don't like move on from him this season, he might be the key to us being successful moving forward. If he can play efficiently, he can be a really good player. But mm-hmm. you know. and something that I've also been keeping in mind is with all of these guards that we're trying to figure out who's going to be the playmaker. Mm-hmm. I always look at like the assist to turnover ratio for them. Yeah. Um. It's been different every single game. Like this game, Taylor Horton Tucker had five turnovers to yep. seven assists. He led the team in turnovers. Yeah. Fon Sexton only had two turnovers. Yeah. So he looked pretty good. Um, that's something that I'm going to keep looking in my panel to see. Like, are we assisting ball without turning it on? Right. That's kind of like yeah. the name of the point guard position. And Chris Paul is an amazing example. John Stockton's an amazing example. Our, our boy just. You want a point guard that's going to assist the ball, not turn it over. Yeah. And he, I mean, he always shows up defensively too, plus 22 when he's on the floor. That's the highest. Plus minus, oh, I guess other than Kelly Olenek, of course. But um, but yeah, it was it was a really nice game. I Last week when I predicted that, I predicted that it was going to be a really close and defensive game. <laughs> so even though I got that one right, I was very wrong about this game because Somehow the Jazz showed up offensively against a really good defensive team, theoretically. Yeah, I mean, when you're hitting the ball from three at that clip, uh, it's hard to beat anybody. Oh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, kind of still sad not to see Taylor Hubbard play in this game, though. Yeah. Uh, we were up by quite a bit in the game, so I think it would have been good to try and get some minutes. But... Yeah, I guess I don't really understand. I know that I could try to see stuff we don't practice, but... If we're trying to rebuild, I don't understand why you wouldn't play this, but it's just it's a weird spot we're in right now, I feel like. Yeah, so with time, I I would like to see him play a little bit more. I don't really remember any like really valuable minutes with him on the court. So we'll have to kind of wait and see for him. Yeah, well, the heartbreaker just a lot, or I guess it was yeah. last night, the night before. The magic. We lose a close one. Paulo Bancaro hitting the shot at the end of the game with the Jazz turnover sealing it at the end. Uh, what a did rough you watch rough this game. entire game? I, did, I missed the first couple minutes of the first quarter, but I watched the rest of the game. And good, good game overall. I mean, we did go down most of the game, but I thought it was a good game overall. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just it's hard when you lose on the last shot. Yeah. Of a game, right? But it happens all the time. Uh, I don't know if you saw, like, I was looking at the very last plays of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Of course we do with the highlights. Of course. Um, Marketing hits that big shot from three. That was so exciting. Yeah. That was hype. Paul Bencaro comes back. He takes the lead. In that very last play, we had 14 seconds on the clock. Plenty of time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, We just turned it over. Um, But if... Our inbounder, I can't remember who was inbounding the ball. If we waited a little bit longer, Lori Markinen was going to be wide open for a layup. And so, like, it's just like those small mistakes that we can't, we don't want to keep making, right? Yeah. Um, if we can just run like an inbound play effectively, that can get us a few more wins every single season. Um, yeah. So I, I've been kind of looking, maybe we could try and get a little bit better at the little things, right? But you got to be patient with the Jazz teams. Yeah. I, I, I think to go to that point too, like I don't understand. I, I watched the whole fourth quarter, and I, I didn't even see Laurie Markkinen really touch the ball until like until he hit those back-to-back threes that 
pretty much kept us in the game. Like, we were down up to that point. And so, like, I just don't understand. And even on that last shot that Talon Hort Tucker missed, it's like, you know, we love Talon Hort Tucker, of course, but, like, Laurie Markkinen needs to be taking that shot. He's our best player. Mm -hmm. Like, just there should be no reason that Talon Hort Tucker has to take that shot. And then, yeah, and then on that inbound when we turned it over, it just a really bad play call. I don't understand why you could get any pass in. That seems pretty simple, but uh, Clarkson, I thought, played well at the end of the game. Overall, he didn't play great. He had six turnovers, um, which isn't fantastic. Can we also talk about Walker Kessler in this game for a second? Yes, absolutely. Five blocks. Five blocks was great. Was great. We love to see that. And he had ten rebounds as yeah. well. Magic liked to play in the paint a lot, so they definitely attacked him a lot. He he showed up. Yeah, love to see that. He Walker. showed up. Another game where officiating affected the game, too. Lots of interesting yes. calls at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Crazy. What can you do? But yeah. it, overall, I'm still impressed with the team for this yeah. game. There's definitely things we can clean up, like the bounce and just like the flow of our offense. But it's it's all right. Kind of a heartbreaker, but we'll get it. Yeah. John Collins with the quiet 20 and 10 as well. I was going to mention that. You know, again, just consistently from him. Good. Yeah. Kind of gets his points throughout the game. Yeah, another guy I was really impressed with. I I really like uh, Omer Yurt Seven. Uh, just played. He only played eight minutes, but he had seven points and three rebounds. Was three for three and hit a three in there. Is and that I, your boy? I like Yurt Seven <laughs> a lot. I just think I, his build is one that we could really use if he was like, you know, better. He could space the floor. Well, yeah, and he's a good rebounder too. He's a really long, good defender, could close out. So uh, I don't know. It'd be good to see more of him, more than eight minutes at least. Eventually, hopefully. But yeah, so, I can see a little bit. It's kind of hard with Kessler and Olenek because they're going to eat up a lot of minutes. Yeah. So let's also say the return of Joe Ingles is this game. <laughs> so even if we lost, at least Joe is getting a victory. That's true. He was talking to Clarkson. Did you see that? They were trash talking. Mm -hmm. He like walked Clarkson at the end of the game and set the free throw line and Joe Ingles is over there like playing with his braids, like messing with him and then at one point he like gets in his face and was like saying something. Oh. Joe Ingles is such a goaded trash shocker. He is elite. Underrated for sure. Yes, I don't know if you remember I was watching Paul George's podcast a little while ago uh -huh. and he talked about Joe Ingles. <laughs> I don't remember that. He, they asked him who is like your least favorite Pacific guard you. <laughs> And Paul George said, Joe Ingles. Yes, sir. This is the trash talk. Playoff. Because he does, his, he does his game. He's a regular guy. Yes, sir. He's a good uh, defender in his day, too. Yeah, Joe Ingles. Utah Jazz. I like that Magic team, too. I think like they got a lot of young. Like, Franz Wagner is a, is a beast. So is Paul Beccaro. But, like, yes. it's interesting to see how, like, Joe Ingles is just, like, the glue guy for that team. He just kind of like keeps everybody calm and like he when he's when thing. he's on he the floor, yeah, they slow down and yeah, it's awesome. It's good. To, he's good another one of those kind of more assist to turnovers. He's mm -hmm. good at keeping the balls. Very efficient. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. We got four games this week. Yes. Do you want to dive right into the game today? Sure. Yeah, we play uh, Minnesota tonight. Um, what do you all think? these games on the road. Yes, all road games. Road trip in the Midwest. Yes, sir. Should be 
not too tough, I don't think, but it might be. Who knows? It's 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 an interesting team. But play Minnesota, what do you, you think? Win, loss, what do you think? Um, I think this is going to be a really good test to see what this team is made of. Yeah. This whole road trip, really. But um, I don't know. I feel like Minnesota is a good team, so I had a loss for this one. Yeah, I put loss for this one, too. I think matchup-wise, this is probably a tough one for the Jazz. I think Minnesota has a lot of really good defenders other than Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, he's they a, got Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. They got Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, of course. Anthony Edwards isn't a bad defender. He puts his effort on defense. Yeah. yeah. Mike Conley's a pretty good defender as well. But not bad. Uh, yeah, really, the only one they have is Carl Anthony Towns. So maybe we just put Mark in on, on Cat and have him go to town. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that. But yeah, I got lost, too. I think... Uh, uh, it'll be probably a good game, but tough loss. Prove us wrong, Jazz. Every time we put a loss, we really want to put a win. That's but true. We have to. We have to be real. Yeah, absolutely. Then we go to Chicago on Monday. I've got a W for this one. Okay. What are you thinking that? I just think the Bulls are one of those teams that is kind of rebuilding right now. They're kind of in the middle. Yeah. And so. As long as we can stop Zach Levine from getting fifty, like he did that other game. Yeah. Um, I think we can outscore that as long as we kind of stop Zach Levine first and then DeMar DeRozan a little bit, but mostly Zach Levine. We can slow them down and then play our game. Mark can invest his thing in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I put W as well. I don't think the Bulls are a very good team. They're they're two and four. They have the same record as us. Um, and I don't, not really sure why they didn't make more moves this last offseason. They're young either. Yeah, seems like they're kind of an old roster. Yeah, seems like they're kind of in limbo. Just these guys that like they need to move on from probably. Yeah. Even though it's know, fun to watch. I know some Chicago Bulls fan. I listen to through the wire podcast. Mm. Uh, Kenny Zander, he's a Bulls fan. Um, but a lot of Bulls fans have been wanting them to trade. Either DeRozan, Zach Bean, or Vucevic. Why haven't they just haven't done anything? They're just kind of sticking with it. They're they've always they've been kind of waiting for Lonzo Ball to come back. But I don't. I just at this He's point, not I don't think this whole season. So. Yeah. At this point, I just don't think he can play all last season and half the season before. It's like he should probably just test to all because yeah. But uh, I think Jazz could win this game. Not it's definitely gonna be tough. But uh, yeah, I think we could win this game too. I got a W as well. Let's go. We got the same so far. All right, let's move on to Wednesday at Indiana. Indiana Pacers. Okay, I've got I've got an L for this one. I think this is I always come with hot takes, but uh I think that Tyrese Halliburton might be one of the best like pure point guards in the NBA right now. Just he's playing out of his mind. He's leading the league in assists twelve point five. I know that's only through six or seven games, but um I think last night he had like 18 and 14 or something. Just as a point guard, he does what he's supposed to. And I think, especially with our weird guard situation, I think that might be a little rough for the Jazz. So I'm going to say it's going to be an L, fortunately. I actually have an L as well. But let me play mm-hmm. devil's advocate for a second. Fair enough. How I think the Jazz could win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very much outmatched when it comes to the guards in this game. But Halliburton and Mather. Mather and their guards, they got Bruce Brown, who's been pretty good for them so far. Um, but I, I think we definitely outmatch them when it comes to the forwards. Um, I don't know who on their team is going to guard Larry McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, so hopefully he can go to town. Uh, maybe Obi Toppin's guarding him. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Miles Turner, but he has to guard Kessler. So yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's a battle versus our forwards versus their their guards with Tyrese and him moving the ball around too. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to stretch the four off offensively. If he can get Miles Turner to have to get out of the paint, that would be ideal for us because he's yeah. he's an elite shot shot blocker in his own. So we gotta. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. a little bit more Kelly Olin minutes this game. Yeah, maybe John Collins or Laurie playing the five a little bit. It'd be interesting. Yeah, see that. All right, last game. Friday against Memphis again, but this time on yes. the road. This is our first in-season tournament game. It is. It is. I've got a W. I was tempted to put L just because even though we like... Even after that dominating yeah. performance against... I can't, oh man, I kind of like Memphis. I think they're gonna figure it out eventually, and I was tempted to put L because I thought maybe they had figured it out by then. But I put a W. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Jazz showed us enough against them matchup wise that we're gonna play well. I think this one will probably be a little bit closer, but um, but yeah, I think I think we will get the W. Also, kind of depends on me for their health of the. Of both teams. I didn't realize this until later, but that the Memphis has John Moran out, right? Yep. They also have three of their bench players out when they played us. Yep. So they weren't full strength, so they might be a little bit more healthy in this game. Yeah. Um but really we did eight either. Yeah. Um but I I do have a win as well. I think this is the Utah Jazz first in season tournament game, so there's a lot of motivation behind it as well. I think this team's hungry for a win, especially kind of to close out this road trip on a good note. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I could see this being a win. I, Memphis is not a great team, so, so I think we can, we can handle this, this. I could agree with that. They uh, they lost a tough one last. Did you see their game last night or the highlights? I did not. They played Portland. and uh, You're losing the fourth. Yeah. And I think it was it was tied at the end of the game. And Luke Kennard for the Grizzlies had a wide. It looked like a wide open corner three, which is his, which is his shot. But Shaden Sharp literally blocked the three. Like he was nowhere to be seen. He just flew it. He's an he's a freak athlete. Shaden Sharp. He's insane. But uh, yeah, kind of to see him in the dunk contest. Yeah, honestly, yeah, he'd be really good. But um, yeah, so tough loss for them. They're lost in overtime after that. Just they're not playing well right now. It'll be interesting when Jock comes back to see if they, if he was the answer or if they're just too messed up right now. <laughs> I can tell they're definitely missing him though, because their guards right now. Marcus Smart's pretty good, right? But he's kind of on his own. It feels like they don't have a lot of work play outside. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I guess we got the same same predictions again. Yeah. Um, so we'll see okay. how those go. Of course, we want every every game to be a win. Yes, we'll see. All winnable games, I feel like, but for sure, it's just tough to have for a road, big road trip. Absolutely. Who uh, who's your player of the week this week? So, so I guess no one was like very, no one stood out a lot. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different players you could give it to this week. Um, I just kind of picked Walker Kessler because mm-hmm. I had been kind of. We've been kind of down on him for the last week's games. And for sure. Even a little bit this week, too. 
Um, but I just liked to see a little bit more confidence in him this week. Yeah. It seemed like he had a couple of games where he was himself again. Um, he mm-hmm. was getting blocks. He was getting easy, easy buckets. And so I just want to see more of this Walker Kessler that we had this week. Maybe even Brady. Yeah. But I'll give it to him this week just because of that little bit of a bounce back that he had. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, it was interesting. I think it was the end of the Orlando game when it was real close. Coach Hardy didn't put Kessler in at all, which was weird to me. I Even though he's struggled a little, easily our best defender. Mm-hmm. It might have been a matchup thing, but it was just interesting that Kelly Olenek was playing instead. And he's been playing great minutes as well. We, yeah, yeah. we had like a five-minute talk about Kelly Olenek and how good he's yeah. been. So we, yeah. we want to see both of them um, play well. And I, I guess with yeah. Kessler being younger, I do want to see more out of him. Yeah. He's, he's our future. Absolutely. Well, we said we weren't going to do this every week, and I definitely won't, but I think Laurie Markinen's got to be our player of the week. Give Just, it to him. Do it. One thing I think is interesting, uh, it seems like the Jazz, uh, Craig Bullerjack and Thoreau Bailey talk about this every single game, but they talked about how Will Hardy said that it's going to be tough for Laurie Markinen this season. Just because teams have started to game plan around him. Like we pro- We didn't see yes. that as much last year. Because everybody was just like, who the heck is this white curly haired guy from <laughs> Finland or wherever he's from? But Isn't he supposed to be a role player. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but now people know. People know who Laurie Markinen is. He is. He's him. And uh, but he's. But even in spite of that, these first couple games, he's been playing well. Hit those two big shots against the Nuggets, and uh, I mean against the Magic, and he hit a couple against the Nuggets too. And uh, and I think he's actually impressed me defensively too. I think. I think he's made some plays. That's so, I think he's on track with how many threes he's making to be like the most three pointers made by seventeen in the season. That's crazy. He's, if he keeps this up, this is actually like a making season. Yeah, it's insane. I saw he passed Shannon Fry the other game, which is crazy because Shannon Fry was a definitely a stretch he's big. So, time. Yeah, so. Good for Laurie. We're, we're happy for him. He's been just consistent. That's what he's been one of our only consistent guys this season. So, uh, uh, I mean, if you're shooting in the Jazz basketball, Laurie is going to make sure that he has a couple big highlights to keep you excited yeah. about the game. Uh, so, yeah, we love we love Laurie. I lo- I think that's a great pick. We need to give him some love. Yes, absolutely. Laurie and Walker, the future of the Jazz. Yes. Uh, new courts in uh, jerseys to speak for the whole NBA, but about the Jazz specifically, what are your thoughts on their their new uh, schemes here? I, I'm trying not to be a homer at all with my opinions on this, but I actually, like, trying to be unbiased as possible, I actually think the Jazz City jerseys are one of the best in the NBA. Because a lot of the other jersey designs for the other teams are just kind of, like, lame. Yeah. To be honest, uh, we're just kind of like weird. Kind of, they went, they took a little bit too much creative liberty on some of these. Um, but the Jazz jersey just looks really clean to me. So yeah, a lot of them were really off theme. I thought, and the Jazz was just very like, it was a nice spin on one that we've already had the Mount Jersey. Yeah, I really like it too. I think I was a little mixed when I first saw it, but I do really like. I like going back to the purple. I wish the Jazz would just do that permanently, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, the nice mountain in the background. It's kind of nice. 
I kind of like, um, we'll go into which ones we like best, but I really like Denver's a lot. I know a lot of people didn't like it. But I like it's grown on me a little bit. Yeah, I like their mountain theme in the back. I wish the Jazz would. I know we can't steal the Nuggets concepts, but I wish we would roll with this type of mountain a little bit more than we do. But, but yeah, not bad. All right, I'll pick one of my faves. Uh, I really like the Minnesota jersey, the Timberwolves. Okay. Of course, Minnesota's like the Great Lakes, so it's got like a little lake theme to it. Um, I think it looks really clean. Yes. I think. I think my overall favorite one. I love this Washington one, just the district, and then it's got like the like gradient on the sleeves, like just a clean looking jersey. I think OKC's looks nice too, with the, like background. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the. <clears throat> sorry, the Wizards one is kind of like. I'm not sure about. It. I'll have to see him play in it. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of some interesting color scheme. Yeah. The, okay, let's. But I probably the biggest L out of these, though. I don't know if you agree. Um, it's probably the Heat one. Oh, percent, <laughs> dude. What a cringe Why, thing to put on the jersey. Heat culture on the jersey. Yeah, that's so. Uh, it's so cringe. I don't know if the players even want to do that. Heat culture is losing in the finals, and they're stuck on jersey. I should say. Heat culture made so much work to get Dame to come, and he just doesn't. <laughs> I think. I, yeah, I totally. That's easily the worst one. I also really don't like the Clippers one. I don't. Clips yeah, is just strange. Indie. I also think that's not really their theme. I, these Boston ones are cool. I feel like, but they kind of look like the Bucks jerseys with like the cream and the green. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, you can't really. There's really not much you, you can really connect to a Celtics jersey. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty generic normally, so I think it was okay. Yeah, overall, I think most of them are just okay. Awesome. I actually think the Jazz are like the best ones. I think so too. Wild. I think so too. Um, what about? Did you see all these courts? What a uh, yeah. Your thoughts on these? I I think these are going to sell a lot of tickets. To be honest, I think as like a casual NBA fan, I can see someone saying, "I'm going to go to the game when they have a purple court." You know, or like little kids will love to see the Jazz play on a purple court, right? Um, so I don't know. I think this will sell tickets for the NBA. I think the Jazz court looks really cool, all purple. Yeah, um, I think it's just kind of a fun thing to mix things up. Yeah, bring more excitement for the season tournaments. We're trying to trying to get people excited about it because it's new. Yeah, I I'm not a fan, honestly, of any like I I, th- I was watching the uh, Indiana Cleveland game last night. It just gives me a headache. Like it's just. I haven't watched one yet, so I guess I can't. I just feel like it's too much. I feel like that from the beginning, to be fair. But, like, I just feel like it's a little too much. Like, it kind of seems like most of these are what you'd, like, create on 2K. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I really do like a lot of these ones that are, like, lighter colored. I just feel like they'd be easier to play on. But um, the Jazz didn't do too much color-wise. Like, I think Indiana's is too much because it's, like, too much color. But the Jazz is pretty, like, yeah, I mean the bright ones are Indiana. I think Nick Works is probably right. The Lakers is very Lakers. Lakers. That's just their colors, I guess. Seventy Sixers is all red. So a lot of those red ones, I guess. Are all red. Yeah, yeah, and this I don't even know who this one is actually. That might be. Oh, it's like green, but um, yeah, there's some there's some interesting ones. I don't know. Yeah, I will say. Um, 
I think this is just worth it in getting excited in season tournament. So yeah, it's something small um, they can bring out. Maybe next year some of these sports were not like they were too bright and they need to change that. They can just do that. Yeah, kind of an experimental year for them. Yeah, it was interesting. I saw somebody talking about how the Jazz have the most ports right now that they're cycling through because they've got, you know, we've got the 50, 50 anniversary one. We got this one. We got our uh, the brand new like throwback purple. Yeah, that, that new one, and then we also have our just original one, uh, the yellow or whatever. But so kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Good time to be a Jazz fan. Lots of stuff coming out. Yeah, did you know the Clippers are building their own arena? I did hear about that, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I saw Steve Ballmer was talking about <clears throat> how they want to have like a wall of fans meeting every free throw, so he's trying to emulate the rock, of course, but interesting. Love it. Well, I'm getting excited. Last episode, we talked about the in-season tournament a little bit more in depth, so if you don't really understand what's going on there, it's kind of just another another trophy, right? Yeah. So go watch that if you Yes, and the Jazz are going to win. Yes, we need we need a cup. We need yes. a, we're not we haven't got an NBA championship, so we'll get we'll get these Yes. All right. Um, I also wanted to get into. Uh, I was looking at a lot of the team stats um, around the NBA for just looking at where the Jazz rank in a lot of those categories. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the first thing I realized, I looked at it a few days ago after our first four games, so I haven't looked at it since it's updated. But on the first four games, the Utah Jazz were the number one team in offensive rebounding. Okay. Which is interesting. Thank you, John Collins. <laughs> um, and we were also the worst team in opponent field goal percentage, mm. which makes sense because we played a lot of really talented teams. Yeah, we've struggled closing out too. Right. And so I guess what... What are you thinking? What does that mean? Hmm. I do think I, I have been really impressed with offensive rebounding. I think John Collins is playing a really big role in that. Obviously, Walker Kessler is a good rebounder too, but um, yeah, John Collins' rebounding ability has really impressed me this year. And uh, I still think we're trying to figure out our lineups. Like, obviously, I think that's going to be an all-season thing, pretty much a common right. theme. Because, you know, we, we really haven't found that one that's just good defensively overall that can that we can put in when we really need to get some stops. And so maybe if the Jazz can figure that out, we could start making people miss some shots. But I don't know. Right now it's a struggle for sure. Um, and then updating it. Um, right now we are number two, but we're kind of tied for number one still. So we still are the best offensive rebounding team oh, so nice. far. And we're actually like average for total rebounding. Oh really? So most of our rebounds are offensive, which is that's compared good. to other teams. So yeah. take that with what you will. We are getting yeah. offensive rebounds. We gotta hit more shots now. <laughs> yes. Um, and then with terms of defensive field goal percentage, it has gone down. Um, but we are still one of the worst teams for that. Hmm. Yeah. What uh what do you think needs to change for the Jazz? That's like, a really good question. Let's get into it. Is it on the coaching? Is it on? Is it the roster? Maybe both. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think the big reason why the Jazz aren't winning as many games so far is offensive. We can say a little bit about both, but let's start with offensive. I think one of the big things that I saw in Earth One versus like our losses 
is Paul Vince. Um, I really liked when, like in past when Quinn Snyder's had the offense rolling, getting like at least three or more passes from every single possession. We're moving the ball around a lot. We're trying to get rollers and three-point shooters and everybody open. Um, that's the kind of jazz offense that I want to see. I want to see a lot of passing. I want to see less turnovers. Yeah. Right. Tht man, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, but I think that's a big point that of emphasis that I'd like to see improvement. This is like the, the ball movement, the less turnovers as well. Yeah. I I totally agree with the turnovers thing. I think one thing I haven't really loved from the Jazz this year has been. Um, We've seen it from Sexton, THT, and Clarkson this year where they just kind of, you know, they do the dribble thing into the middle of the paint and then they get swarmed and then they turn the ball over or have to take an insanely difficult shot, which all of them can make those shots, but not, you don't want, they don't, you don't want those to be the shots that you take on a consistent basis. And, uh, and so I would love to see, I don't know if that's coaching or, you know, I don't know if, if Will Hardy expects that from those guys for them to go get buckets, but I would love to, yeah, I'd love to see the ball move around more too and, and not have to pass out of the paint like that where we turn the ball over so often. And interesting, I'm looking at the stats. Uh-huh. The Utah Jazz are the third worst team for turnovers. In oh, the NBA, yeah. they average 16.8 turnovers a game. Yeah. Who's number one and two? Um, the worst teams, the Chicago, wait, no, they're actually the best. The Detroit Pistons are the worst. 18 and okay. the Phoenix Suns are actually the second verse, which is interesting. interesting. I was gonna say it's probably all young teams, but um, Phoenix Suns definitely, yeah. We're battling it out with the Raptors for the third verse spot. Um, but actually, our assists per game, we are the eighth best team with 27 assists a game, so that's actually really good. But it kind of counter out counteracts that with the amount of turnovers we get, so yeah. I think that is still definitely something good. Yeah. Um, anything about like our defense that you'd like to see or that you think's going well? Yeah, I think figuring out our lineups, like I talked about, I also think we need to see Walker Kessler, not to keep bagging on him because we love Walker Kessler, but we need to see him play consistently like he's played the last couple games. Because we, right. when Walker Kessler is that force in the paint, um, it, it improves our entire defense. Like, you can guard your guy closer because you know if he blows by you, you got, you know. Oh, I don't know if you heard this, not to, this little side note. Yeah, yeah. But Thurl Bailey the other day, I think it was like Walker Kessler got a block and then Laurie Merkin got a block and he called them the Wasatch Front. That is that is oh, so sweet. We love Okay, it. we're going to have to use that. Yeah, I love Who it. Was that Thurl? Thurl called him that, yeah. So, Anyway, that's a little side note, but yeah, we need yeah. the Wasatch Front to be present. Yes, we need we need them to be back to what they were last year. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I totally agree. I think Walker Kessler is the catalyst for this defense. If Walker Kessler's playing well, um, our defense is going to be great. If Walker Kessler is not playing as well, and not can't rely on him as much, I don't think our defense is going to be as good. Because um, for everybody else to close out on the shooter, saying that confidence in him, and so, like we did over in the past. GM wise, do you think Jazz need to make change on the roster? Or we just wait it out? Where do you think the Jazz are at right now? Um, I know I've said this before, but I'd like to see us train THT. I think that could open up some more minutes for some other comments as well. Um, not to say that THT has been playing bad, but I think that I don't know if 
is the point guard of the future, in my opinion, for the Utah Jazz. And so I think we should trade him, maybe get something back, but also open up some minutes for some of the guys. Yeah. Um, I also, we talked about this before, maybe we'll start talking about it more in other episodes, but um, I'd love to see a trade for one of the Wizards point guards as well. They've got three really good points that I'm sure they'd be willing to pass on. I think I think you're totally right. I it makes me a little nervous for the Jazz because I feel like we're kind of in a weird spot. We're too good to get really good draft pick, too bad to make the play. In. And that's and, and I mean uh, the OKC Thunder have our pick top ten protected yeah. anyways, and I think it doesn't go to us if we are top ten. It like turns into something else, but yeah. Um, there's no reason to tank this year. We may as well try as many games as there's possible. But I, I just kind of, it kind of makes me like, not that there's anything like Jazz to do about it now, but it kind of just makes me wish that we would have tanked a little harder last year. Just last there. year's, this last, this past draft class looks like it might be pretty deep. Like I'm like watching all these guys thinking like, holy crap, there's like, and we, we I hit. I would have loved to have one of the Thompson twins. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of them so far. If Brandon Miller's a beast. Stu doesn't look great. And then Wemby, I don't, it would have been a long shot for us to get Wemby, but man, I just like, I don't know. I, I just wish the Jazz would have been a little, I it's hard with the NBA because you can't like actually tank. You have to like pretend or you know, whatever, but um, it's just interesting. The Jazz are in like a really weird spot where we're like in limbo and that's not a really great spot to be in because it's like, we don't generally get big name free agents, so we can't really turn the team around that way. Yep. And and I as much as I love Laurie Markin and I don't know if he's like a number one option on a championship team. Either way he needs he needs a lot of help. He needs help, yeah, absolutely. We need, we need some more scoring, especially with the guards. I think our forwards I'm confident in right now. We just need more play. Yeah. So we either gotta just hit the lottery. I mean like get lucky in the lottery. Do you think the Jazz should try and trade for Brogdon? Brogdon? Possibly, yeah. Good I think defender. he could be a good fit as well. He's on the trade market. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what Portland Portland's kind of in a similar spot. Like would they are they still trying to tank to get another good pick or are they they've got a roster to maybe right. push so they've been losing a lot of games though, so maybe as the season goes on they'll kind of start selling, but we'll yeah. see. I totally agree. Cool. Well let's kind of keep moving. Um I just wanted to talk for a second about Wemben Yama. Um how special is it to be able to watch Wang Binyama play? Um, I watched the fourth quarter for the first game against the Suns. He was hitting shots. It was exciting. They won the game at the very last second, literally. Um, and then the next game, he had 38 points. He's blocking shots. Exciting to watch. I'm just, I'm just in awe with Victor Wang Binyama. I, we might just start a segment every episode where we just, <laughs> Um, talk about how exciting it is to watch Vic play. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that, or is it just me? No, I. Oh my gosh, he is he is insane. He's averaging twenty points a game, two blocks, a steal and a half, eight rebounds. Just like this guy, I do not. He's just like I don't think we've ever seen anything like Victor Wembanyama before in the NBA. Like we've seen freak talents like LeBron and Shaq was kind of that, but like. Wemby's just like there was. Did He's you see his own player, or did you see what Kevin Durant was asked? That yeah, people are comparing Wemby to Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's insane. 
And did you see the picture of Wimby closing out on Durant? I did not. He, like, Durant did his classic, like, fadeaway that's, like, nobody can guard, of course, it's Durant. But Wimby was, like, fully stretched out, like, almost had it. And it's, like, you just don't see that in the NBA. Like, this dude dude can guard anybody. He gets up and down the floor. He's not lazy. You love his attitude. Like, he's not, like, cocky or anything. Like, yeah, he's so humble as well. It's insane, dude. We're just watching history right now. If he sticks healthy... I don't see why he could be the best player of all time. Not to get crazy or anything. Whoa! I mean, that's a little much. It's insane, dude. Well, he he's got the key that you locked up my eyes. Absolutely. Um, just amazing. Um, do you want to talk at all about the James Harden trade? Yeah. Um, I uh, I'm not a fan of it for the Clippers, but uh, I think that I actually think. People are saying the Sixers got fleeced. I think, I personally think the Sixers got the better deal, but that's just me. They get two first round picks. Yeah. And they were already playing well without Harden, and then they added a couple of more role players, which for a team like that is really good. And uh, and it's just, it makes me sad. I don't really care much for the Clippers anyways, but it makes me sad for the Clippers that they're the next destination where, James Harden's going to come give a wrecking ball to him. Yep, I totally agree. I just feel like James Harden's just wait, uh, he's not going to fit right away because he's going to take the ball away from everyone. And the Clippers are already playing well without James Harden. So, I don't know. I feel like you're right. I don't know if James Harden's going to be a plus for this team. He's going to come in and he's going to demand the ball. Yeah. And now, I, I was watching another podcast. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they're talking about how is Paul George just going to be a spot-up shooter now? <laughs> yeah. Is that what's going to happen? Because you know Kawhi's going to get his. Um, James Harden's going to fall. Is Paul George just going to sit in the corners now? Is that kind of what's going to happen? Which would be a shame. He's our best scorer, I think. Yeah, he's playing amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. interesting to see. Did you uh Hart had a quote, too, where he said, it was like his introductory press conference, and he said, I'm not a system player. I am a system. It's like, I just don't like, why? Would, I don't understand why you'd say that. Like you're coming into a team with three first ballot hall of famers already. And I know Westbrook's not really playing at that level. Anymore, but he's but, been on that team. Yeah. Sorry. He does. Right now. And, uh, you're hard and realistically is probably a third scoring option. If he should be at least, maybe he won't be, I don't know, but, and I don't understand why these NBA teams, don't get it like we've seen this experiment of just loading up on old superstars not work like just ask the lakers they've asked the nets <laughs> the same exact thing. i think the suns are the same thing last year and it didn't work and maybe it'll work this year for them i don't know but it's just i don't understand the idea of it for the clippers i thought they were already rolling but it's maybe to try and play devil's advocate again since um, I don't know if we have any Clippers fans watch this podcast. Probably not. Probably not, but... I don't think I've ever met a Clippers fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're always forgotten about. Yeah. Um, at least you have Russell Westbrook, who has a good relationship with James Harden already. At least yeah. I think. That's true. It seems like they like and each so, other. And you've got Tyron Lue, who's known to be the player's coach. That's true. Um, and so maybe we could see Westbrook and Tyron Lue and the other players on the team. Um, work with James Harden and kind of adjust their games in a way that he actually will benefit their team. Um, but 
this I think this what this means for the Clippers is that they're going all in this year. They actually have no contracts for next season except for PJ Tucker. Jeez. So everybody's contracts to be up for folks out this year. So they're they're all in. Yeah. Also to kinda of add to the devil's advocate a little uh, PJ Tucker just brings like a a tenacity to every team he plays for that you just gotta like And he's he's friends with James Harden yeah. as well. So and he like Against the Jazz, he was playing against the Jazz. Harden wasn't. Harden still hasn't played a game for the Clippers. But PJ Tucker showed up, and they just plugged him in, and he improved them defensively. Like, like was it against? I think it was against the Jazz. Yeah, he was just like. Well, I, I think we played was, trade, so probably not. I was watching a game. Anyways, I was watching a game with the Clippers, and they just plugged him in defensively, and he just totally changed their team defensively. Right. So he's a player that can yeah, so that's definitely a win for the Clippers if if you could consider any of this trade. Yeah. For the Sixers, I'm like you said, I actually am happy for them because it's good to just wash your hands from the situation yeah. and just be done. Yeah. Um, because there's so much toxicity in the locker room that probably comes by and we gonna play with this James Harden and we're gonna yeah. just play our game, what's gonna happen. Um and I'd love to see Tyrese Maxey playing his best basketball. He's playing insane. Uh I don't know if I can change my prediction for most improved player um, <laughs> a week into the season, but uh, Tyrese Maxey is the front runner now. Um, oh, yeah. For most improved player, he, he keeps this up. He's probably got that locked up. Yeah, uh, twenty-seven point three points a game. That's that's top ten score right there. If he if he keeps that pace up. Yeah, and he looks it looks so effortless. Yeah, when he does it, it's, he's fast and he's just aggressive. Yeah, those are definitely all star numbers. So. It'll be interesting. He's playing well, so yeah. I guess maybe that's enough James Harden trade talk. Yeah. Um, interesting to see. We'll see how it goes with them. He's yeah. Kind of excited. Not bad. Sixers, to be honest. Yeah. Not bad. Get Harden out of the East more. Uh, any other teams around the NBA that I'm kind of keeping an eye on? I'm impressed you so far. Um. Well, you know I'm kind of a Bucks fan. Yeah. <laughs> I played well last night. Yeah, they played pretty well. They also lost to the Raptors, which is kind of yeah. depressing, but um, they're, they're doing okay. They're figuring Just it out. Moving along. I'm really impressed with um, the Nuggets. I guess we we'll talked about them already. I'm impressed with the Celtics. They've looked like Kristaps uh, Porzingis has been a great plug-in for them. Yeah. So. I, I've been really impressed with some of these young teams, like, I know the Pistons aren't winning a lot of games, but like looking at the roster, like Jalen Duran, he's been amazing. He's been incredible. Um, and then like I'll just randomly check their stats, and like on a random night, Jaden Ivey will pop off for twenty-four points, like I think he did the other night. Kate Cunningham's playing at a good level. Um, Asar, Asar, Asar Thompson, Asar. Yeah, I was trying to remember which twin, yeah. but he's playing. He's not scoring at a super high clip, but overall, he's he's getting like six rebounds and five assists and then he'll get a couple blocks and a steal and it's like man that team might be pretty good pretty soon yeah. and then also the thunder i think we kind of saw that one coming if victor Winyama wasn't playing so well we would be talking so much more about chet holmgren because he's he's kind of playing that same game that he's playing i'll be honest insane. i've been i've been missing thunder games so i have to maybe yeah. tune in to them this week yeah, and she's playing at an mvp level like so far like he he might we might be talking about Shea for MVP if he keeps playing like this. Who who would be like your MVP after this early season? Many games? 
I would say, honestly, I'm thinking Luca. That um, oh yeah, Luca started the season like 39 points per game in the first four games. So yeah, averaging 33. Really? Right yep, yeah, 33 points per game. Uh, he's been awesome too. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's playing at an insane level. Just that I don't think that team's looking a little better this year. Um, Surprisingly, I, I'm impressed with Eric as well. He's, oh yeah, he's, he's been so way better than a lot of people thought. Yeah, this draft so far. Yeah, Luca's almost averaging a triple double. He's he's got nine point four assists and ten point four rebounds, so he's like right there, and uh, just absolutely wild. I mean, his highest scoring so far. We're only five games in, of course, but just crazy. Be insane. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, lots going on in the NBA. We're excited to see how the Jazz do this week. Of course, hopefully, hopefully we're wrong. Get those dubs on the road in the Midwest, yeah. sir. Should be good. good thank you, thank you all for joining us. We're grateful that you spent your time here with us. We hope that you have a good start to your holiday season. Yes, come It's starting, or maybe it starts after Thanksgiving, depending on how you feel about it. But uh, we're grateful that. Grateful that you're here and hope you have a, a good time. All right. Wow. Peace.